good day, friends. Welcome to today's episode of Enough for Today as we continue our journey through Psalm 51. We are slow walking through the Psalms and thank you for being a part of it. Share it with a friend. Encourage someone else to join us on the journey. We are, um, I think we are almost halfway through the Psalms. Of course, Psalm 119, that's going to be a bear. So that's a long one um, and it's beautiful. It's all about the Word of God. But anyway, we are working our way through Psalms and I'm so thankful for it. It's been such a blessing to my heart. I pray it has been so to you. Psalm 51 is David's psalm of repentance. He is coming to God, um, really returning to God after sinning against Bathsheba, Uriah, the Hittite, adultery, murder. Um, can it get any worse? And we're experiencing what uh, what we're experiencing God's record of David's repentance. So the very foundation of what we're reading is how God received. David. And there is no sense in this of David atoning for his own sin. There's no sense of this of David doing good works to offset his sin. There's nothing but David crying for mercy, asking for cleansing, seeking restoration based on the grace of God, just based on the pure goodness of God. And then the audacity to seek to be useful to God. So we talked about him saying, cleanse me and restore me, which is beautiful and wonderful enough in the gospel. But in the third position of the psalm, he says, God, please use me again. Make me useful to you, which is where we left off yesterday. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. God, could you use my story to help others understand uh, their brokenness, their need for to repent, their offer of redemption from you? And the answer is yes, God can use your story. God can use your past, your history, your regrets, your failures. He doesn't intend for you to live in shame and regret. He intends for you to pick up those pieces, give them to him in redemption, and go forward and use that story to help others understand the goodness of God. That is why we are here. So David continues to pray in verse 14. And he says, deliver me from blood guiltiness. Now, that's not a phrase that we use a lot today. So we'll come back to it. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. So what does this mean? Well, blood, it, it means like what it sounds like it means, okay? Blood guiltiness is murder. David is guilty of shedding the blood of another, the innocent blood of another. Now, the thing that's amazing about this and how this is so uh, profound is is that you know once once you've taken another person's life um, criminally, that is an irreversible thing. I mean that that's a permanent condition that 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 is a permanent act that can never be undone. That life can never be brought back. And so it's an, an extremely audacious request to say, God, deliver me from this. This would require, if it's even possible, it would require supernaturality. This would be a miraculous intervention by God to separate the permanence of this criminal act from the perpetrator. Okay. Um, but that's what David's praying. And so that is the that is the beauty of the gospel. That is the supernaturality of the gospel. That's how much better it is than we imagine. That God can take something so terrible as the shedding of blood, the taking of the life of an innocent individual, and in grace and mercy, God 
can deliver the person who trusts him in faith, in repentance, depending upon his mercy. God can deliver that person. And that's why David is now starting to celebrate, oh God, thou God of my salvation. Do you understand the sense of this? Not only is that salvation of God, it's not of me, it's not of my church, it's not of my performance for God or my achievement, it's not of my goodness or my morality, it is from God through Jesus. He is the God of my salvation, but it is only from God, and God has accomplished my salvation, and only God could save me. So this it's this comprehensive sense that if there's any hope for my soul, if there's any hope for my future, for my life, if there's any usefulness, any recovery from the depths of my fallenness, and that's true for you and me as it is for David in this psalm, then it is it is God. It is all God. It is only God. He is the God of my salvation. And so David says he is so good, he is so God, he is so big, he is so uh, powerful in redemption that even from the depths of my guilt, I can be delivered to the point that I can sing again. And here's the usefulness concept. I can sing aloud of thy righteousness. David says, again, I'm going to publish You know, this harkens to the New Testament, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing aloud requires me to lose myself, requires me to humble myself, congregational worship, whatever the case, but it is is demonstrably um, humble and worshipful and uh, submissive, and it is practically effectual in publishing the word of God and publishing the gospel of God. Why? When lost hearts come into a congregation of people that are totally engaged in singing, that speaks volumes. That's why I, I, I compel our church not to just come in and, and spectate, but to worship, to engage, to enjoy, to celebrate, because as they celebrate corporately, they are collectively witnessing. They're singing aloud of the gospel, the righteousness of of God. And God uses this messaging. So David says, I can be useful again to God by singing aloud of his righteousness. Verse 15 says, O Lord, open thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. I love that because he's he's in essence saying, Lord, I want to be useful to you. I want to be a message for you. I want to be a, an ambassador, a voice piece to others. I want to show other people you and your redemption, and your mercy and grace. I want to show forth in my life and with my words, my message, uh, your praise. But Lord, I need you to open my lips. Um, And there's a sense there that, I think there's two senses there. That first, that his sin and guilt has caused him to withdraw and um, feel useless. What can I say? What can I offer? Who am I? But I think there's another sense where there's the will and the, the courage to speak up. And God, God, David is asking God to release his lips, to open his mouth, to give him the, um, the, the will and the ability and the courage to speak. Um, Paul teaches that God gives us, uh, he, he, it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Uh, he asks for a prayer trying to remember which epistle this is, but he says, pray for us that utterance, we would have utterance 
and boldness to speak the gospel. The word utterance is the will to speak, the kind of the compulsion to speak. And so David is praying here, God, give me opportunities, give me the compulsion, give me the courage, give me the words, and I want to show forth your praise. Well, friend, I think I want to park it there. Verses 14 and 15, beautiful. Uh, Take me away from the the, the permanence of murder, um, the blood guiltiness, deliver me from it. God, open my tongue, release my words, let me sing, let me show, let me speak, let me publish again the praises of who you are and what you've done for me. My friend, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past, your story is useful to God. Your lips, your words, your courage is useful to God to help others see Him. So go out today and be willing to represent Him. Happy Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow.